Welcome to the Well Studying Podcast. This is episode 104. It's April 22nd, 2015. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. In this episode, we're going to continue our discussion of what's happening in the stock market and relate that and assess things through the filter of a simple moving average. I'm going to get down to the nuts and bolts today and explain to you exactly what a moving average is and how you can quickly go to a website or two and either see one drawn out for you or be able to go in and customize your own moving average chart. I get a lot of questions from listeners wanting to know how to do this, and so that's why I wanted to dedicate the time and get down in the weeds and give you all the specific instructions to do this yourself. Remember, the moving average is an extremely powerful tool. That's why I always talk about it. I think it's something you should be aware of. I think it's something you should have a general knowledge of. If you plan to make your own investing decisions, then you should be able to construct your own moving average. But I also want to remind you that it's just one of the tools that we have in our toolbox. There are many things that you want to look at. You just don't want to look at a moving average. You want to look at valuations. You want to look at trends. You want to look at short and long-term trends. You want to look at what's happening in the overall political situation, right? There's many things that you want to look at, but one simple way, one very quick snapshot to tell you whether you own appreciating or depreciating assets is by drawing a simple moving average. And there are other more complicated things. Remember I mentioned that all these algorithms, all these high-frequency traders, they're using some variation of this. They're not using something as simple as a 10-day moving average. Although this can work for you because you're not a high-frequency trader. You're not Warren Buffett. Remember, I started out just plotting things on weekly charts with graph paper. So if you just use a a 10 and a 50 and a 200-day moving average, that will just significantly help your trading from what you're doing now by not using it. No, you're not going to be as sophisticated as what a high-frequency trader would be using, but you're not high-frequency trading, so it doesn't matter. Stick with what works for you. Okay, and again, I'm going to uh, describe some simple things like moving averages. I'm going to talk about the 10 and the 50 and the 200 day. You may want to use a 12 day or a 13 day or a 750 day. I don't know. I always tell you the best trading method is what works for you. Develop something, work on it, perfect it, make it work better. Use consistency and discipline, and that's what's going to work for you. What works for someone else may not work for you. You may not have the stomach for it. You may not not have the intuition for it. You may not have the intellectual ability for it. But if you focus on what your talents and abilities are and you build your trading system around that, around your personality, around your emotions, then you're going to find that that system will work best for you and that will make you money as long as you have the discipline to apply it on a regular basis and make it better. Every time you iterate it, you find a way to make it better and you're making it better for you. So once again, I'm just going to mention here because I know all you're going to ask, well, well, why simple day moving average? Why a simple moving average? Why not an exponential moving average or a moving average convergence divergence or a relative strength or a Bollinger Bands or, or why not stochastics or why not, you know, slow stochastics or fast stochastics? You know what? I'm not going to go into all those different things. Uh, there's those and there's all types of other methods. There's, there's, uh, uh, mark and point methods or point and mark methods. And there's, uh, there's a guy that has a, a pretty neat system that it's all based on the nines. He calls it the nines. You know, again, these are a lot of systems that people want to sell you. Maybe they work, maybe they don't work, but it's important for you that if you're just starting out, start out with the simple moving average because all these other systems are pretty much based on that. And if you don't understand the simple moving average, then you're certainly not going to understand how Bollinger Bands are created. 
And again, while you don't have to be a nuclear physicist and you don't have to understand everything about it, you should at least have a general idea to be able to know the limitations of the system you're using. So that's why it's good to stick with the simple moving average. I will say this, those other things, again, like a, a moving average with a convergence-divergence, yeah, that system can work really well. Again, it depends on what you're applying it to. Are you applying it to an index? Are you applying it to a stock? Are you applying it to a stock that has a uh, is, is very volatile? Are you applying it to a big blue chip stock that's very stable? Well, it all depends on what kind of start points and end points you put into that, what types of periods you use. It's very complicated. We can't go into it on a, on a podcast like that, like this, but we can talk about simple moving averages. And so that's why I will talk about the simple moving average today. The other thing is, a, you know, what about an exponential moving average? Well, an exponential moving average is exactly what it says. It's a moving average, but it uses an exponential calculation instead of just a simple arithmetic calculation. The exponential moving average is very good for things that are moving faster. It gives you a better representation of what's happening more recently. So, for example, if you're looking at Apple stock and you're looking at 10-day exponential moving average versus a 10-day simple moving average, that 10-day exponential moving average will will put more weight on what happened in day 10 and day 9 and day 8 so the exponential moving average puts more weight or more emphasis on the most recent days so if the stock spiked up really high 9 days ago that's going to be smoothed out and not going to be as evident in your chart for the exponential moving average because it's putting more weight on what happened on day 7, day 8, day 9, day 10, like that, okay? Where a simple moving average, it calculates an overall average for what happened over that entire 10-day period. So it's not giving any more weight to what happened in day 1 or day 2 or day 3 than it does in day 9 or day 10. So again, an exponential moving average is going to give you something more current. It's going to tell you more about what's happening now than about what happened 10 days ago. Is that important to you? Again, it depends on what you like, what kind of stock you're looking at, how fast is it moving, how volatile is the marketplace. If it's, if things are very volatile and things are, are happening very abruptly, maybe you're better off using a a uh, exp exponential moving average, but you know what? Here's how I'd solve all that. If you're looking at a simple moving average and you're looking at the 10-day, at the 50-day, and at the 200-day, then guess what? You're getting a really good idea of what's happening over the last 10 days, and then you're getting a good representation of what's been happening over the last two and a half months, and then you're getting a good representation of what happened over the last year. So by looking at the 10-day, the 50-day, and the 200-day, simultaneously looking at them all at once. I know that's a lot of data to put on a chart, but if you, it's really only four lines because you're looking at your current price pattern and then you're looking at the 10, the 50, and the 200. That gives you a really good snapshot of what's happening short-term. That short-term is 10-day moving average. Near-term, the near-term is the 50-day moving average. And then the long-term, the 200-day moving average. So that's an easy way to identify your trends. Hey, what's happening short-term? What's happening near-term? What's happening long-term? You can see that all in one chart simply by looking at simple moving average over 10 days, 50 days, 200 days. That's why I like the simple moving average so much. That's why I think it's so powerful, particularly if you just want a snapshot and you're just an individual investor that doesn't have, you know, eight hours a day to calculate this stuff. So what is a moving average? I keep talking about a simple moving average. What is it? A moving average is like the name implies. It's an average, but it's moving. So how do you take an average? If you if you wanted to average three days of trading, you'd take the closing price over three days, you divide by three, that would give you a three-day average. 
The reason it's moving is because you're always adjusting the period. If you're using a 10-day moving average, you're taking today's price plus the previous nine days prices and you're dividing that by 10. And then tomorrow, and, and you plot that, you plot that on your chart. And then tomorrow, you take tomorrow's closing price and today's closing price and then the eight previous days closing prices and you divide all, you'd add all those up, you divide that by 10 and then that gives you your, your point for tomorrow. Okay. So it's moving because you're always adjusting it. You're looking at a 10 day average, but you're always looking at over the 10 previous days. So when you plot that on on a chart, it gives you a nice smooth average and it's, and it's been moving because each one of those points represents the previous 10 days. It's very effective. It's very powerful. And again, you can do that with a 10-day moving average. That's 10 days. We, that's really 10 trading sessions. We call it 10 days, but the market's open five days a week. So it's really 10 trading sessions, which is about what? A two-week period. A 50-day moving average is going to tell you things over 50 trading sessions, which is about two and a half months. A 200-day moving average is going to tell you what's happening over 200 trading sessions. Well, that's a, a little bit less than a year, okay? So that's why that's so powerful and effective. 10-day is short-term. That's just what's happening over the last two weeks. 50-day, that's what's happening over the last, say, two and a half to three months. 200-day, that's been what's happening over the last year or so. So how do you put those on a chart? Well, again, I draw my own. I have my own software that I use. Um, I do it in a much more complicated way than I'm sure you would, but I'm doing this on a professional level. So how is you an individual investor? How can you do it simply? Like I said, go over to investors.com, click on one of their charts or uh, like the S&P 500, or the NASDAQ. It'll show you it when it blows up the big chart or put in your own ticker symbol like Apple or Google on the investors.com where it asks you for the, the uh, stock ticker symbol and it'll draw the chart for you. They use a red line to represent the 50-day moving average and the black line to represent the 200-day moving average. Now, I keep mentioning that you want to use a daily chart, and this is why it's so important. And those of you that have used Yahoo Finance and some of these other things, and you see your charts start looking crazy and not consistent when you use different time periods, that's because remember, when you talk about putting in 50 trading sessions, if you're looking at, at it on a daily chart, that's where each tick or each dot on the chart that you're looking at is representing the closing price for that day. If you say, I want to put in a 50-day a moving average, it's not really looking at 50 days, it's looking at 50 trading sessions. The reason that's important is if you're looking at a weekly chart, that's where you're looking at the closing price for the week, or in some cases, the average price for the week, depending on what kind of chart it is. Then when you put in 50 sessions, those 50 sessions are not uh, not now 50 days, they're 50 weeks. That's why when you think you're drawing a 50-day moving average on a weekly chart and you put in the 50 uh, to draw that out for you and your chart doesn't look like it did when you looked at a, at a daily chart, again, it's because you're not looking at 50 days on a weekly chart. You're looking at 50 sessions and those 50 sessions would be 50 weeks and 50 weeks represents an entire year. So 50 weeks on a weekly chart is going to is going to be comparable to 200 days on a daily chart. I don't know if I made that exactly clear. I'll, I'll come around and explain that a little bit better here in a minute when we talk about Yahoo Finance. But anyways, on investors.com, if you're looking at their charts, make sure you're looking at the daily chart and you're going to see the little tick marks. A, a, a blue tick mark represents 
that the market closed up that day. A red tick mark represents that the market closed down that day from the previous day. It's going to draw out a series of tick marks. We call these candlesticks. Investors Business Daily doesn't exactly use a candlestick, but it's very similar to a candlestick type pattern. If you go to there and you look you look that up, you understand what I'm talking about. Those Each of those little individual ticks, that represents one day. And the little crossbar in that tick represents the closing price for that day. If you click over to the at, at the top of that chart and you look at it on a weekly basis, you're going to see a different chart pattern because now it's telling you the closing price and the range that occurred over that week, not over the day. It smooths things out. It makes things uh, a little bit easier to understand because you're looking at things on a weekly basis instead of all the static and all the noise that you would get on a daily basis. That's why those charts look differently. But since we're talking about 50-day and 200-day moving averages and the power of them, that's why I want you to stick to a daily chart at this point, at least for my explanation today. So go over to Investors.com. Click on their uh, banner up at the top that says uh, S&P 500. It'll bring up the big chart for you. It generally comes up on the daily chart. You can see that as I'm recording this, the market was down today, and it's slightly above the 50-day moving average, which they have uh, represented as red. Two trading sessions ago, it had fallen down and broken below that 50-day moving average. Three sessions before that, you can see where it had bounced off of that 50-day moving average. It looked like it was moving up, but obviously it hasn't because it's it's back down again. About a week or so prior to that, and this takes you back to April 6th and April 7th, the S&P 500 was all over its 50-day moving average. One day it would be slightly above it. The next day it would be writing right on it. The next day it was slightly above it. The week prior to that, and this is the period, uh, the end of March to you know, April 1st and 2nd, for that week, the, the S&P mostly spent time below its 50-day moving average. Again, this is very erratic behavior. This is very volatile. That 50-day moving average is telling you the average price of the stock over the last two and a half months. What we're seeing here is that in relation to the last two and a half months, the S&P 500, the value of the S&P 500 is not really appreciating because it keeps hovering around its 50-day moving average. And remember, we want to own assets that are appreciating, not depreciating. That's why the 50-day moving average is so important. You can also look at these last four to six weeks and see how many times the S&P 500 has crossed up and down and hovered around its 50-day moving average. Well, that's pretty unusual. It hasn't done that in such a tight pattern any time that I'm looking at uh, going back prior to August of this year. If you look at that chart, you'll see that it's much more volatile because it's crossing up and down uh, across that 50-day moving average more so in the last six weeks than it has in the last year. If you go back to December-January time frame, you'll see that it started getting um, very volatile right there. That's when I started really getting worried back in December that we were seeing a change in personality in the stock market because, again, it was going up and down above its above and below its 50-day moving average, and it was doing that every couple weeks. One week would be above the average, the next week would be below, or really maybe every two weeks. It started out in December going down below its 50-day moving average, and then it went back up again, and then by the first week in January, it went down below the average, and then back up again, and it was happening every week or every two weeks. Well, now we're in a period where almost every other day it's up and down above its 50-day moving average. That's showing you a more volatile market. It's showing you a more change in the market's personality, and it's significantly a change in personality uh, when you go back and you look at what happened a year or two years ago. Going back to 2013, for the entire year of 2013, and I'm doing this really quick, I'm almost off the top of my head, 
but for the mark for the market, the S and P 500 to actually uh, not rest on its 50 day moving average or bounce off of its 50 day moving average, but for it to significantly move below its 50 day moving average for the year 2013. I think it's safe to say that it only did that three times over the period of the year. Now, when you get into 2014, that happened approximately, I'd say, four times. But once you get into 2015, that's happened for a long period of time. And and in this case, when I talk about times, I'm talking about weeks. When I said it happens three three times in in 2013, that may have been three periods of of two weeks that that occurred, okay? So I'm not saying it just happened three individual times. It it happened over a period of weeks. It was was more three incidents, okay? Not, Not exactly three events, but three incidents that it occurred. But when you get in 2015, we've pretty much hovered around the 50-day moving average for the entire year. And in fact, from January 1st or 2nd, for the entire two weeks of January, we were below the 50-day moving average. And then since about the beginning of March, we've either been right on the average or slightly above it. So again, this is a change in personality from the stock market, and you're being able to visualize that simply by looking at the 50-day moving average. That's why it's so powerful. It gives you that snapshot of the market. So what if you want to have a chart that's a little more complicated than the what you can find on investors.com, but it's also not something that you want to spend a lot of time creating your, yourself like I do with, with the stocks that I track. So what can you do? Well, you can go to Yahoo Finance and you can use other ones. I'm just going to tell you Yahoo Finance because with all the limitations and all the problems of Yahoo Finance, it still is the most widely used financial website. It has a lot of good information for free. It's fairly simple to use. And and what I'm going to explain to you on Yahoo Finance is pretty much the same thing you would use over at Big Charts or Finviz or CNN Money or Google Finance. They're they're all relatively the same, right? You get, there's a little bit of difference in bells and whistles and, and buttons you have to click. But in general, what I'm going to tell you at Yahoo Finance is pretty much the same thing you would find some other place. So if you want to try and build your own chart with your own simple moving average, just go to Yahoo Finance. When you get to Yahoo Finance, put in your ticker symbol. In this case, you do the same thing that you would do over at Investors Business Daily. You can either click on their icons where they have the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or the NASDAQ. That'll bring you up the chart for the specific index. Or you can put in your own ticker symbol over at the left where it says quote lookup. You put in AAPL for Apple and you hit go and it's going to bring up the chart. Or like I say, you could just click on the S&P 500 and it'll bring up the chart. Actually, what it, it brings up the summary page. Okay, so it's going to bring up a summary page. It's going to tell you the closing price, the opening price, the volume, all those kind of things. It's going to tell you headlines about the stocks. Again, Yahoo Finance does a really good job for free of giving you a lot of information. But what we're interested in in this session is about the chart. So if you look over to the right, there's a small little chart there. If you click on that chart, on Yahoo Finance, it's going to make that chart really big and it's going to come up probably as a one-day chart. Now, this is important. You don't want to use your 10-day moving average or your 50-day moving average on a one-day chart because, as I mentioned before, the way moving averages work, if you want to use a 10-day moving average, the chart is going to give you sessions. It really isn't going to give you days. And so you want to make sure that your chart is scaled in days and not in another period like weeks or months. Uh, for example, the, the daily chart that you're going to get over in Yahoo when you first click it, it's going to give you five-minute in, inter, intervals, I believe. Let me just check this out. Actually, it's going to give you one minute. If you click on the daily chart, it's going to give you one-minute intervals. So if you would put that you want a, a, uh, 
a moving average, a simple moving average, and you would tell it 10, it's not going to give you 10 days. It's going to give you 10 minutes. That's why your chart's going to look different. Many of you have said, hey, I've gone over and I've done this, and, and when I change the time period, my charts look all different, okay? And that's because a simple 10 moving average on a day chart is going to give you 10-minute averages. If you click the five-day chart, and you can do this just by running your cursor over the five-day chart. You're going to see, for example, I'm, I'm just on a chart that's April 16th, Thursday at 11.25. If I move over one tick or just one space, it moves up five minutes. It goes to April 16th, Thursday at 11.30 a.m. So every little representation on the five-day chart at Yahoo Finance is going to represent five minutes. So if you put in a simple moving average and you tell it that you want it to give you draw out a, a, a 10 simple moving average, it's going to average 10 five-minute periods. So you're basically going to be looking at a 50-minute average, not a 10-day average. Does that make sense to you? Think about that. Play with it. So really, when you're looking at moving averages over at Yahoo Finance, you want to stick to like the three-month, the six-month, or the one-year. And for example, do that. Go to the three-month chart. Move your little cursor over that chart and look at the time period that represents February 10th, February 11th. Every time I move my cursor over one notch, it goes up by one day to February 12th. So that's how I know that my chart is telling me what's happening over a day period. Likewise, if I go up to the two-year period, I get the same thing. I'm clicking on an area of the chart now that's November 13th. If I move over one space, it goes into November 14th and then November 15th. So I'm on a daily chart. The reason that's important is if I, at Yahoo Finance, if I click on their uh, the chart that charts things out over a five-year period, go ahead and do that. And then move, click on the chart and then move your cursor. With every little tick, you'll see that you move on a weekly basis. So right now I'm on May 14th. If I click over one move, it moves over to May 21st. It moved over an entire week. If I, if I move it over one little point again, it takes me to May 28th. So now every point on this chart is represented on a weekly close price. And if I do a, if I tell it I want it to give me a simple 10 moving average, it's not going to give me 10 days. It's going to give me 10 weeks. You see how that works? Go over to Yahoo Finance, play with that. Okay. So anyways, let's go back to a six month. Pull up a six-month chart on Yahoo Finance. You'll see that it's just drawn a line for you representing your index or your individual stock price on a daily basis over a six-month period of time. Now look up at the top of that chart and you'll see a big, and my chart, and on my screen it's a, it's written in green and it, there's a big plus there and it says indicator. There's indicators, there's comparisons, there's reset, there's different things, but you want to click on indicator. If you click on indicator, it'll bring up a bunch of different things that you can draw. For our purposes, again, ignore the exponential moving average and the money flow and the Bollinger Bands. We're just going to simply focus on the simple moving average. It's right there at the very top. If you click on indicator and then it'll bring up the, the menu and the menu will say simple moving average. It's abbreviated SMA. If you click the plus in front of the simple moving average, by default, it'll give you an SMA 50 which again is not necessarily a 50-day moving average if you're on the five-year chart. It's gonna, it's a 50-period average, and so that's why you want to stick to the three-month to the two-year charts because those are all daily charts, and so when you have a 50 SMA, it's going to be a 50-day moving average. Now, if you click that, I told you to click it once and SMA 50 comes up. Click it two more times, and you're going to see that it says 
SMA50 three different times. Now the little red X that's in front of that, if you click it again, it'll it'll delete it. Okay, so but I, what I want you to do is is get familiar with that and make it come up three times 50 SMA. That's that's 50 periods of simple moving averages. Since we're on a daily chart, that's going to give you a 50-day moving average. Now, why did I tell you to do that three times? Well, once you've done it three times, look up where it says simple moving average, and over to the right, you'll see a, a little green thing that looks like a pencil. That's a little edit button. Click that. And now it's going to give you a little dialog box, a menu box that will allow you to customize that SMA. I'm going to put in 10, and the next one I'm going to put in is 50, and the next one I'm going to put in is 200. So when I'm done with this, it's going to draw a simple moving average for 10 day, a simple moving average day for 50 day, and a simple moving average for 200 days. It also gives you color choices there. You can go in and click the color box and it will allow you to change the color. I like to make my 10 day moving average red and my 50 day moving average orange and my 200 day moving average green. That's just a pattern I like to use. Use whatever you like to use. Now, once you've done that, you've edited your colors and you've put in 10, 50, and 200 on the SMA, click the chart. And you'll see that Yahoo has just drawn for you a beautiful chart. The blue line is going to give you your daily price. In my example, the red line is going to tell me the 10-day moving average, which is the short-term trend. It's going to give me an orange line that tells me the 50-day moving average, which is my midterm trend. And it's going to draw a green line, which is going to represent the 200-day moving average. And that's going to be my long-term trend. And so now for whatever index or whatever stock I'm looking at, I can look at it over a six-month period. And I can very quickly, very easily, very efficiently determine whether the price of my stock over that last six months, whether it's appreciating or depreciating, I can look at the short-term, the near-term, and the long-term trends, and I can determine the slope of those lines, and I can see whether they're headed upwards or downwards. This is a very powerful tool, and it's very simple to construct. It just took me you know, two minutes to tell you how to do that. Go over to Yahoo Finance. Put in your ticker symbol. Click on the chart. When the chart comes up, click on the six-month chart, and then go over to the indicators. The menu comes up for indicators. Click the simple moving average three times and then the, click on the little pencil button there. Edit it. Put in the 10-day, the 50-day, the 200-day. You'll draw the same chart that I just drew. It also shows you the volume at the bottom. It's a very efficient, very easy way to get a snapshot of what's happening in the marketplace. It's going to put more power in your hands than anything that traders, uh, you know, that was available to traders 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. It's all for free and it's just a very, you know, simple way to do things. So you should take advantage of it. And again, if you want to use Google Finance or Big Charts or whatever it is you use, they're going to have something very similar, very equivalent. Play with it, learn how to use it, but make sure that if you want to look at a daily average, you are on a daily chart. And again, the way you do that, you put your cursor on the chart and you move it over one tick at a time and the chart date should be changing by one day at a time. If it's changing by minutes or hours, then you're on a shorter time frame. If it's changing by weeks or months, then you're on a longer time frame. For our purposes, you want to stick to a daily chart. Now, I know that's a long explanation. We had to split this episode up into, into two uh, sessions to make this happen for you. But I hope that made a lot of sense. I get a lot of questions about the simple moving average. Go ahead and calculate it. Play with it. You can look at it very simply over at investors.com. You can construct your own at, at a website like Yahoo Finance. But it's something you should be aware of. With this tool, you're going to be able to look at any stock or any index and very quickly, very easily assess where the trend is, 
how things are moving, and then when you listen to the talking heads on TV, you can see if they know as much as you do. And I would tell you, in many cases, they don't. They're going to be talking in circles. The people that are perma bears that are always looking for the market to collapse are going to be telling you gloom and doom while you're looking at the chart. You can say, hey, it's not that bad. I can see it on the chart. And the the other way around, the, the guys that are always looking for a rally, the guys that are always telling you to buy and hold, they're going to tell you, oh, no, the market's going on. It's going up to new highs. And you're going to be looking at the chart and saying, no, it doesn't look like it's going on to new highs. It may be, it may be starting to roll over a little bit. You see, the people on TV, they're out there because they have an agenda. They're trying to sell you something. Learn how to draw your own simple moving average charts. Then when you listen to these financial shows and these programs and broadcasts, you'll be able to filter them out. You'll be able to know who's full of BS and who's not. You'll be able to make your own decisions. You'll be a better informed investor. It'll help you with your overall trading. And these same principles are things that you can apply to real estate or to any other type of investment. It doesn't have to be stocks. Well, hey, let me wrap this up just by saying if you're new to the Wellsteading Podcast, then you need to go back and listen to the first 10 episodes. That's where I lay out my philosophy and my ideas on building wealth. And wealth is more than just investing in the stock market or, or more than just simple moving averages. It's the way we live our, our lives. It's the way we accumulate and build our net worth. And, and the reason we do it is not just to have more money, but it's to be able to have personal freedom. I like to say that money may not buy happiness, but it can buy freedom. That's why I like to promote the well-studying principles. You can learn more about those in the first 10 episodes, and then you can come back on every new episode, and we'll relate one or more of those principles to what's happening with current events and current topics. So, hey, until next time, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me over at the website, which is wellsteading.com. As always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best of returns.